Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. From the heart of the Carolinas, challenging the smug, misinformed arrogance of the left. The trouble with our liberal friends is not that they're ignorant. It's just that they know so much that isn't so. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. And good morning. Welcome to the broadcast. Good to be back with you. As we edge ever closer to Christmas Day, how's that Christmas shopping coming along? I uh, would like to think I'm about 75% there, just a few little items that need to be knocked out. And uh, hopefully, I'm going to try to do that today. Whether I succeeded that, it remains to be seen. Nonetheless, good to be back with you. Also, already started the day off very well, having a birthday breakfast with my daughter, who is now 18. So, it's kind of amazing to think, you know, if you're a parent, you know this, these kids grow so fast, so fast. And it's kind of cool to see the maturing process so now it's it's great just to see especially my last one reach that 18 threshold and uh, see whatever is going to unfold for her so great way to start off the day I want to help start off your day well with a bit of good news as you know I am not a fan of the garbage these politicians put together in the form of omnibus legislation. You, well, uh, if you listen to this program on a regular basis, and if you're just well-educated, you know that there is a process, a process that is supposed to play out to correctly fund our government. That's what's supposed to happen. But for years, this process has basically been circumvented by, I don't know what you call it, laziness, greed, the pursuit of power, because those are the things that motivate omnibus packages. If you do regular order, you have 12 appropriations bills that are passed and sent on to the president. This hasn't been done, to my understanding, unless I've missed something. It hasn't happened in years. And this isn't something we can just... I wish we could look at this and say, them darn Democrats. But it's not true. Republicans are just as complicit in the same garbage. You're also familiar with the fact... That in recent days, there's been a little bit of a skirmish going on between the Republicans and the House and the Senate. And the House Republicans are saying, hey, we're going to be in charge of the House in just a few weeks. Pass a short-term spending bill. Don't do this omnibus thing. Put in just enough money to keep the government running beyond Friday. And... 
We'll address the later, the rest later when we have more leverage. That's the wise thing to do. But we've got morons like Mitch McConnell, who are determined to press through with this nonsense, to the price tag of $1.7 trillion. $1.7 trillion. Can I give you the good news now on this? It's stalled. And you know what it's stalled over? The subject of immigration. Remember we were discussing Title 42 yesterday? It was supposed to expire, I believe, yesterday. The Supreme Court has intervened, basically saying, we need to hear this case. There's a stay in place, so it cannot be ended now. And now we have a wise statesman in the Senate, one of the few. There are only a handful who are of any value. And I'm just going to be very blunt with you. Um, Well, there's one of them from the Carolinas. I'll give Tim Scott a pass because I think he has a C Liberty score. He has the best score in the Carolinas among senators. The others are abysmal. In fact, I don't remember what Lindsey Graham's score is. Do you want to know, those of you in the upstate, you want to know what the Liberty score is for... This, uh, anyway, trying to be nice. (laughs) It's Christmas season. (laughs) Okay. His Liberty score is 43%. By the way, uh, a lot of people ask me the question, what do they base this on? By the way, these, these scores are put together by the fine folks at Conservative Review. Let me give you an example of the kinds of things that they are rating, okay? So you know. Let me just go through the list that's under Lindsey Graham's thingamajigger here. These are the kinds of things that are really important conservative issues. Pass the $700 billion so-called Inflation Reduction Act. Obviously, that's not something any conservative would vote for. It's garbage. Now, for some reason, I'm not able to see how he voted. Uh, Support gun control. Advance bill for gun control legislation closer to passage without reading the bill. Fund the war in Ukraine through the end of Joe Biden's first term with a $40 billion aid package. Spend $300 billion on corporate welfare for chip manufacturers and politically connected groups. Repeal the public transportation mask mandate. Block funding for earmarks in the $1.5 trillion omnibus bill. Pass a $1.5 trillion omnibus funding Biden's vaccine mandates and reauthorize the Violence Against Women Act. Bail out the post office and stick Medicare with the bill. Codify Roe versus Wade in federal law and kill state restrictions on abortion. These are the kinds of important issues. And to give you some sense, and this is just Lindsey Graham, when they show the pie chart of Lindsey Graham's voting record, it's 57% liberal, 57.4% liberal, 42.6% conservative. 20 of the votes are conservative. 27 of the votes are liberal. And there are three missed votes. And this produces a liberty score of 43. See, and and I asked the question, I've said this plenty of times, why even bother? If you're going to have a liberty score this bad, why? what's the point of having a Republican? 
You're just a few points away from being a good Democrat. In fact, some would argue you're already there. By having an F, you're already (laughs) well into Democrat territory. So it's really a scam. And it goes to the idea that our friend Nigel Farage across the pond has communicated that what we have, just like what exists in the United Kingdom, is a uniparty where the Democrats and the Republicans pretty much operate as one. That's what they're doing now with this omnibus bill. In all of my setting up this story, (laughs) I haven't gotten to the good news. Let me give you the headline of the good news. This omnibus package has stalled. Thank God. And it's over the issue of immigration. What is this about? And should we be hopeful? We'll talk about it. Who is behind blocking this and the big issue that threatens to pull it all down? That and much more as we continue our Thursday broadcast. Stay with us. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Back on the Vince Coakley Radio Program, if you would like to join the conversation, it's very easy to do. The Ingalls Markets Talk Line, 800-928-1110, the Common Sense Retirement Planning Text Line. It's 71307. Very easy to access this program. And I always remind people, if you disagree, you're still welcome to call. I'm not just looking for people who are going to always agree with me. In fact, I'm going to be very concerned if you always agree with me. I love to entertain different opinions. It's a good thing. So what do we have on the text line? (laughs) Oh, my goodness. This is kind of interesting. I'm going to have to save this text for later on. I know it's going to drive you crazy. You're wondering, why is he doing that? So now he's got us in suspense about what he's going to talk about. Well, it's a great tie-in to a Babylon B post. (laughs) Those folks are just incessant. I've been using that word a lot with good material. I talked about my daughter turning 18 today. The kids uh, either grow so fast or we age so fast. So one or the other. It could actually be both. Also, (laughs) congratulations. I'm sure she will carry on the life, energy, and optimism that age slowly steals away from us old fogies. A job well done. (laughs) Thanks, Dean. People are digging into the 4,500-plus page bill, the omnibus bill, and finding $1.6 million to rename a building in Pelosi's name, 700000 for the Pelosi Fellowship Program. So a whole lot of hidden crap. This doesn't surprise me at all. 
Could it be interpreted as not uniparty politicians, but independent politicians? Might that not be a good thing? You call this independent to all come together and do the same crap every single time? Basically, to circumvent what should be a proper constitutional process to fund our government. Now, if they're going to be radicals to cut waste and to follow the processes in a way that they're going to spend less, oh, I'm all for that. But these aren't independent minds. These are minds that are all in sync with each other to loot you and I. This is how it works. <laughs> this texture in the upstate, smart Alec. You don't need to worry about me always agreeing with you, but love you anyway, brother. <laughs> Thanks very much. I want to get to the meat of the good news to report on the omnibus bill. Breitbart reporting omnibus has stalled. You know what stalled it? Title 42. A Title 42 amendment that's causing major problems. And so as a result, senators are going to the possibility of having to pass a short-term funding bill, which is what they should have done in the first place. That is the backup to doing what they're supposed to, which is passing the appropriations bills, which they still could do if they were doing their jobs. So negotiations surrounding the $1.7 trillion omnibus spending package have stalled in the Senate. And our good friend is at the heart of this, Senator Mike Lee. He's put in a Title 42 amendment. It's put a wrench in the process, leading some senators to reportedly discuss a short-term funding bill instead. We've told you about Title 42. In immigration policy, it makes it easier for the federal government to send border crossers back to their native countries. Initially implemented by former President Donald Trump at the start of the pandemic, a federal judge recently ordered President Joe Biden's administration to phase out the program by December 21st. However, we told you about this yesterday. After an emergency application filed by a coalition of 19 Republican-led states, U.S. Supreme Court Chief Justice John Roberts recently halted that lower court's order to end Title 42, leaving the program's fate in the federal judiciary's hands. Senator Lee's Title 42 amendment ties funding for the Department of Homeland Security's Office of the Executive Secretary to the Biden administration keeping Title 42 in place. <laughs> this is genius. Senator Lee. This is what's called an independent mind. This is somebody who's not going along with the herd mentality to pass this piece of garbage and rush this through without people reading it appropriately. So despite Democrat Senate leader Chuck Schumer's hopes to bring a vote for the Senate floor on the omnibus bill yesterday, things have been gummed up by this Title 42 amendment. It caused big problems. NBC reporters saying of this, Omnibus hits turbulence over a GOP Title 42 amendment that could pass the Senate and sink the legislation in the House. You see, they're not going to go for this in the House. NBC reporting votes are delayed, not happening tonight as expected hours ago. 
Senate Democrats want to vote on Lee's Title 42 amendment to reach the 60-vote threshold before it can be included in the omnibus spending package. However, Senate Republicans want the vote to pass with a simple 51 majority vote. So with several Senate Democrats in support of Title 42, Lee's amendment could make it into the bill at the lower threshold. One Senate Democrat reportedly called Lee's amendment a poison pill that would kill the bill in the House. Isn't this a shame? Should I cry now or later? And actually, Lindsey Graham didn't step up to lead this, but he's joined in, criticized his Democrat colleagues for failing to allow Lee's amendment a vote. It's outrageous. Senate Democrats are refusing to allow a vote on Mike Lee's amendment to extend Title 42's expulsion authority. The Lee amendment is relevant to the underlying legislation and represents good policy for the United States. If this bill actually fails because Senator Lee was not allowed a vote on extending Title 42, it will be one of the lowest points in the history of the United States Senate. I think that's a little hyperbole. Schumer warned if no agreement could be reached, he could file cloture on the omnibus spending package, which would set up a vote for tomorrow, Friday, pushing the government funding process into next week. (laughs) Mitch McConnell, he's been adamant about negotiations reaching a deal before today because he intends to be on the road going home tomorrow. Well, it looks like that ain't going to happen, Mitch it really bothers me. I want to get on the road trying to get back home to my wife so we can enjoy the fortune we've raised since we've been in Washington. Stay with us. Back on the Vince Coakley Radio Program, over on the text line. This person saying of the omnibus legislation, nothing stalled. They're going to pass it. This is all for show. D.C. needs lots of poison pills and not the figurative kind. Wow. That's pretty brutal. Vince, if you get a chance, can you explain a little bit more on the Title 42 and what the amendment would do? Well, basically, it requires it to remain in place by legislation as opposed to an executive order. It's really that simple. That's what Mike Lee has done. Very clever of him to basically use the dirty game of the Democrats against them. And I dare say, the liberal Republicans, who are not serious about enforcing our border. Omnibus bill, they work hard to spend our money all year. Now it's time for their Christmas bonus. I think there already is the Uniparty. Literally, party. Yeah. This person saying, yeah, it's a good thing. Basically responding to Mitch McConnell, good, work overtime like everyone else. And and let me just be very clear about this. This is far from overtime. These folks barely work. 
I would dare say they spend a good bit of time when they should be working fundraising. Because if they had been doing the work they were supposed to do, this would have been passed before October when the budget year begins. This is December. And Mitch McConnell is worried about getting home for Christmas? Screw you, you old goat. I mean, this is ridiculous. I'm going to make sure I get home before Christmas. I need to leave on the 23rd. The nerve. See, this again is another reminder of these folks. They're not working for you. They're working for themselves. Because A, if they were working for you, they would have done regular order and gotten the 12 appropriations bills done before October. And then secondly, if they'd done that, they wouldn't have to do this garbage. And keep having these stupid deadlines over and over again. How many times... Do you see this? This brinksmanship. We come up to the edge. Oh, the government's going to run out of money tomorrow. Let it. Let it. Including your paycheck. Don't need it anyway, because many of you have plenty of money. You have enough money now to retire on, to never have to work. In fact, many of you have never worked a day in your lives anyway. This texture says, screw Mitch and Lindsay. They make my blood boil. You're not alone. Another person complaining about the weather. Where is global warming when we need it? <laughs> Good luck. Mitch, you're mad about rich people compromising with rich people to allow things like illegal immigration to continue when the Republican Party is responsible for allowing dark money to flood the system in 2010. Business owners like workers under the table. Wake up, fool! For your information, I'm not asleep. I know how these folks operate. And it doesn't end. It really doesn't. Jeff says your imitation of the marble mouth turtle from Kentucky is tops. Do an awesome job at that. That being said, I'm waiting on him to officially cross over and declare himself a Democrat. I think a mountain of doo-doo would make a better Republican candidate than that moron. <laughs> We all need to take the government over. Stop the money. They have no power. Yeah. This is what empowers everything. It's money. And unfortunately, too much borrowed money. Mitch, you do an amazing impression of Mitch the Turtle McConnell. Thanks for the laugh, even though what he's doing, the rest of these idiot politicians are doing is very bad. Merry Christmas, my friend. Happy birthday to your daughter. Well, thank you. Sure, she would thoroughly appreciate that. Vince, this country is over all these Republicans that voted for the bill. They're so corrupt. And the FBI has dirt on them, too. You think so? Vince, you're on fire today. Give them H-E double hockey sticks. <laughs> Vince, the American people are going to have to bite the bullet and vote their Christian conscience, even if it's going to hurt us in the short term. Well, there's your problem. <laughs> You're assuming they have a Christian conscience. <laughs> For many of these people, they don't have any conscience. I'll take an atheist conscience. As long as it's working. These folks don't have one. They really don't. Which is the problem. So what's going here? We have 
what amounts to a potential stalemate on this. And so this could mean they'll have to pass a short-term funding bill. And because I do think for a lot of these politicians, they do want to get out of Washington. And as much as they want to pass legislation before Republicans get control in the House, they also want to go home. So with Lee's Title 42 Amendment derailing negotiations at the last minute, there's currently growing talk on the Hill about the possibility of passing a short-term continuing resolution funding bill to fund the government until February. <laughs> if Congress passes a short-term continuing resolution to fund the government until February, that would give Republicans a huge victory in the government funding negotiations as they will regain control of the House majority at the start of the next Congress in January. This is something that Kevin McCarthy has urged. I don't often agree with him, but I agree with him on this. There's no reason to pass this. He's right. Wait until later. The government will run out of funding and shut down on Friday if Congress takes no action before then on the spending package. So stay tuned for this. Another companion story to this. (laughs) This is so amusing to watch. You know who's really terrified about this bill not going through? Business and progressive groups. They are very much concerned about this. And they're pushing to stall this thing over the Title 42 amendment. They are behind efforts to stall this legislation now with a possibility that action that would be unfavorable to them on immigration could actually make it. We're going to talk more about this. I think this is absolutely hilarious. And I, again, give high praise to our good friend, Senator Mike Lee. So glad he got reelected and he will be around for another six years to be one of the few conservative voices in the Senate. Coming up. We'll also talk about the visit from Ukraine's president discussing the needs of his country and the reaction to it. Not everybody celebrating the idea of giving lots of money to Ukraine. And we'll talk about the concern about weather situation that could affect the Carolinas. Stay with us. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. goodness this text line scrolling away Uh, let's see here this texter says I think more people need to remember we overthrew England over a 2% tax (laughs) 2% (laughs) oh my goodness what we put up with right so what do we do Vince same stuff over and over with these politicians what do we do vote Look where that's gotten us. 
Time to show up on the doorstep of the White House and demand answers and change. Vince, what possibly could explain the way these guys resolve the problem of the government running out of money by coming up with new things to spend money on? Andy out of Belmont. Brilliant, isn't it? (laughs) This texture says, Big D says, Do I always agree with you? No. However, do I trust you? Oh, hell yeah! Merry Christmas! Well, thank you, Big D. Your vote should be the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and what's right for the American people. Absolutely. Vince, if you're on tomorrow, maybe you could give us a Christmas miracle program without politics. Praise Jesus! (laughs) Goodness. Christian conscience. Where in the world did he get that idea? Everyone knows snakes are soulless. Get real. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, that's got some words I can't use. Better skip that altogether. Let's see here. This person saying, oh, yeah, got to skip through that one, too. Enough for Ukraine. Zelensky can take his tin cup elsewhere. We did more than our part for his democracy. Okay. Is it just me or people rack up on stupid medication during these bad weather conditions the way some people drive on days like these? Makes me wish I were rich so I can stay home. This foul weather's for the birds. Jeff, I agree with you. Vince, your comments about preferring an atheist with a conscience over someone without one got me laughing. Some of the most moral people I know are atheists. I've had conversations with some of them as to why. But that's a conversation for another day. Yeah, I would gladly welcome that conversation (laughs) some of the folks I'm, i'm just being honest here as a person who is a christ follower i'll be very blunt about it some of the most treacherous people you meet are professing christians and i got the t-shirt been there done that got the t-shirt just saying So let's uh, laugh a little bit about the business and progressive groups stalling the omnibus bill. A business-backed coalition of progressive groups helped to stall this omnibus funding bill the night before the Friday deadline. Rather than let Democratic senators face a public vote on preserving the Title 42 border barrier. (laughs) What they want to do. They want Title 42 gone so they can open the border to a mass inflow of economic migrants. The pro-migration ACLU put this out. Urgent action. The Senate is about to vote on Title 42, which has illegally prevented asylum seekers from seeking safety. We all need to stop what they're doing, what we're doing, and tell our senators now. Vote no. The demand backed up by Todd Schulte the president of Ford.us, a group of West Coast investors who are leading and funding the progressive push for maximum migration into Americans' workplaces and housing. By the way, the breadth of investigators, the investors, by the way, who founded and funded Ford.us was hidden from casual visitors to the group's website. But there are copies at other sites, The 2013 founders included Facebook founder Mark Zuckerberg, 
Microsoft founder Bill Gates, investors like John Doerr, Kleiner Perkins, Matt Kohler at Benchmark, Breyer Capitals, Jim Breyer. The ACLU, as well as several groups backed by Forward.us, are part of the Welcome with Dignity Coalition, which is also pushing for the removal of the Title 42 barrier. The coalition says, we envision a United States that welcomes all people seeking safety with dignity. So let's just get rid of all of our barriers and just let everybody in. In fact, let me go on record. I am all for this. If we if you only do one thing, allow us unlimited access to your money. Unlimited. To pay for it. As long as you that do that, I say, okay, let's do it. You pay for it. But here's the thing. You run out of money, we close the border. How's that? I think that's a fair deal. <laughs> I think that makes all the sense in the world. Coming up next hour, we'll talk about Ukraine, some differing views on how to deal with the situation, and we've got a state of emergency here in the state of North Carolina. What is the big concern? We'll talk about it much more as we continue our Thursday broadcast. Stay with us. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. From the heart of the Carolinas, a voice in the wilderness, a thought-provoking broadcast in a world of ignorant nonsense. But some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program. And welcome back. Hour number two of our broadcast. And the text line, as always, continues to scroll away. This texter says, Vince, after listening to the last part of your last segment, I now know why you don't run for office. A lot of what you say makes too much sense (laughs) to even make it. It would probably be tiring being the smart guy in a sea of dummies. That being said, happy birthday to your daughter. That's from Jeff. Thank you very much. It's kind of funny. Uh, it's exactly one of the thoughts I've had. In fact, there are people, I watch them. I think of Thomas Massey, for instance, who I think is one of the smartest people in my circle of friends. Congressman Thomas Massey from Northern Kentucky. This guy has multiple patents. And it just blows my mind. It's like, how in the world do you deal with this stupidity from day to day? Just day after day. Pretty amazing. Also on the text line, there's something I've never understood about people from all over the world seeking asylum here, as the problem isn't that everyone wasn't born here. So the obvious solution is to fix where they came from, as opposed to having them come here. It makes us more like where they came from. This is a problem, isn't it? You know, it's kind of interesting. We talk about how some of these countries are experiments in democracy, whatever we call it, with Iraq, Afghanistan. I mean, think about it. We've discovered those experiments haven't worked very well, have they? So we're going to bring people over there who have that culture and that mindset about politics. And for that matter, people from Latin American countries. The corruption they're used to, they've basically allowed for years. 
and they're going to come here. And I, I'm, I'm not, you know, some people might think this is cruel, but I'm just telling you, at some point, if you have more people here, too many people here who do not understand what we have and why we have it, you're ultimately destroying the country. Maybe not intentionally, although I do think there are people who are intentionally doing this. You know that. Vince, I think if some of the worst people you know are professing Christians, it's time to change your church. Well, it's not a, <laughs> the point is not about, quote, my church. I don't have a church. That's another important conversation to have. Problem is, it's not Jesus' church. But to answer your question, it's not people who would necessarily be in my circle by choice. I'm talking about whether it's dealing with business or just peripherally people who've experienced professing Christians who have screwed them over in different ways. Um, I think you probably live in a bubble. If you're sending me this text, if you're not aware of this and how serious a problem it is and what's happening, in fact, you need to listen to tomorrow's Faith Focus Friday to find out what's happening not only in Western Europe, but here in the United States of America. Spiritually speaking, we are losing ground. And one of the reasons we're losing ground is too many professing Christians, their heads are in the sand. Or their heads are buried somewhere else. And I don't mind saying that. There's got to be, you know, if we're going to do some self-examination, uh, the church has to start. Because the world simply doesn't know how to do that. And if we don't lead the way, and if we're blind, and if we are um, failing, what's going to happen to the people around us? Just saying. Uh, by the way, it reminds me of the post I shared from Steve Crosby. Do you remember that one where basically he's saying, he's he's confessing, you know, I'm the source of harm to the world. But every one of these declarations is followed by, in Christ, I'm a source of healing to the world. And this is where we've got to keep coming back to this recognition that we're capable of doing some pretty horrible things, if we're honest. Just saying. Just a sampling of some of the items here. So let's talk about what's going on with Ukraine. I, I mean, first, I, and I want to make this very clear, because I think there are, again, this is one of those things I've seen so many false binary choices on this issue. You're either pro-Ukraine or you're pro-Russia. If you support Zelensky and Ukraine, you're for corruption and the New World Order and all this other nonsense. But it's kind of interesting what is going on. Lots of buzz from Vladimir Zelensky's visit to the nation's capital yesterday. Sincere expressions of Ukrainian gratitude, firm pledges of ongoing American support. Those are the headlines from yesterday. 
the president, our president, met with Mr. Zelensky, discussing specific, sometimes differing goals for their meeting. $47 billion U.S. aid package requested by Biden for 2023. One of the big purposes of their coming together to solidify support from the new Republican-led House that takes over next month. It was important, a senior administration official said, for Zelensky to use his considerable in-person charisma in making the case to lawmakers about how this really is a struggle for democracy. For Zelensky, the objective centered on appeals for more powerful weapons to enhance Ukraine's ability to launch major offensives against entrenched Russian forces in the coming year. There's little indication he succeeded, at least in the short term. In a tweet labeled my Christmas wish list, posted earlier this month before the week's announcement of another $1.85 billion worth of U.S. security assistance, Zelensky's advisor... His top five items included four the Biden administration has declined to offer or help provide, including advanced battle tanks, long-range missiles. The fifth, the Patriot Air Defense System, was included in the new aid package. U.S. defense officials have said Ukraine has enough tanks already. And the U.S. M1 Abrams, sought by Kiev, are too difficult to maintain and complex to operate. When asked at a joint news conference with Zelensky about the missiles, which would allow Ukrainian forces to strike targets inside Russian territory, Biden warned such weaponry could shatter NATO unity in support of Ukraine, saying they're not looking to go to war with Russia. That's what he's saying of the alliance. The other aspect of this conversation the other view, believe it or not, espoused by Kevin McCarthy. In fact, he deliberately was not there when Zelensky walked into the Capitol. We'll tell you what Kevin McCarthy has to say about all this. And close at home, we'll talk about what's going on with the weather. What is coming this way that led Governor Roy Cooper to sign a state of emergency? We'll talk about this and much more as we continue. Stay with us. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Over on the text line, in reference to immigration... This texture from the upstate says, when these so-called refugees come here, we don't insist they assimilate into American culture. Some piously proclaim, we need to learn to speak their languages and respect their cultures. If all that was so wonderful, they wouldn't be coming here. <laughs> exactly. Also on the text line, Vince, I don't support Russia or Ukraine. To me, it's like the Bloods and the Crips. And what else do we have here? I heard that Ukraine wants to win and reparations from Russia. The winner never gets reparations. Ukraine is really just the battleground for the underlying conflict being funded by Russia, America, and China. In the end, it will be like every other war in history. 
and will be up to the United States to rebuild Ukraine. <laughs> You're probably right about that. And a couple of texts I want to address. I, one of the things that concerns me sometimes is sometimes I'm concerned that people make defensive arguments to things that I'm not advocating. Let me share those texts with you. This person says, not going to church results in drifting and making wrong decisions. We did this 20 years and did not have children and other mistakes. In a good church now, and things are better. First off, let me say, I'm glad things are going better for you. I don't think church attendance is what has changed your life. There's got to be something more than that. At least I hope there is. So... I think this is one of the issues that we're going to have to sort out in the coming years, a recognition that there's a difference between what the Bible talks about in building the church and building healthy relationships and body life and building organizations. Those are not necessarily the same. So I want to caution you about that. And this texture, you can't judge the validity of someone's faith or professed beliefs based on the way you see them act, as none of us are perfect and always behave like what we profess. Nobody's arguing that, against that. If you stay away from churches associating with other believers to avoid hypocrites, you'll wind up avoiding all people and be miserable. And again, I make the point here, I don't think anybody is arguing that we're not talking about judging anybody's validity of someone's faith. We're saying that there are people sometimes who do some pretty horrendous things and they are very loud to proclaim their faith at the same time. And it's not very helpful. If you've never experienced this, then I can understand why you are profoundly defensive about this. Because people who have been there, and I've experienced some of these things, and I've seen other people who have, it's a big deal. And there's a lot of people who have been stumbled and have lost their way because of this. So don't undermine this. And, and, and you'll know, understand more tomorrow and Faith Focus Friday when you see the patterns that are going on, not only here in the United States, but around the world. We are way behind on this one, folks. And what we're trying to defend and protect is not what needs to be defended and protected. It's just not. We are looking at the wrong things. Just saying. This texture says, I was hoping you would talk about the GOP's waste of money under Ronna McDonald, Ronna McDaniel again in your honor. My precinct and others are pushing the Vince resolution for the South Carolina GOP to open its checkbook for honest scrutiny. Ooh, my goodness. Fun fact, the South Carolina GOP has no legal standing. It's no more valid than a teenager bicycle club. We found that out in pursuit of financial disclosure. Oh, my goodness. Keep me posted on this one. Oh, boy. Okay. Breitbart has an interesting story. 
Republican Kevin McCarthy ended his days as House Minority Leader by skipping Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky's walk in the Capitol Rotunda alongside other congressional leaders following his address before a joint session of both chambers. The Hill, their headline, McCarthy skips Zelensky's walk out into the rotunda with congressional leaders. Other reporters noticed his absence. Hmm, what does this mean? In the very least, I encourage a lot of scrutiny on any monies that are approved for Ukraine. I'm not opposed to sending money and helping. I'm not. I think it's foolish to just basically (laughs) open up the treasury and say, hey, whatever you want. That's not smart. I come back to what I've said before about how important it is As I've reminded you a number of times, when you get on a plane, the flight attendant always tells you, put on your mask before helping others. We have not even started to put on our own masks. That's reality. And we're watching our own republic get sucked into oblivion. Most of the damage is not being done by enemies without, but enemies within. But I digress. Before we talk about what's happening here in terms of weather, because we've got some crazy weather that is heading into a significant part of the country, it is going to be cold. I think I was in Rochester the other day, and I was looking at the forecast. My sister was talking about how cold it was going to get this weekend. It's like, you know, how cold could it possibly be? And I looked it up. 10 degree high on Saturday. <laughs> it's like, oh, I think that's cold. It's pretty crazy. I want to touch on something that was sent on the text line. This is an example of what happens when people are not regular listeners. I understand that. You can't listen all the time. One texter sent this in to the broadcast, I believe it was yesterday. As we talked about the issues, legal issues affecting Trump, and I was basically saying that what we're seeing is overkill over this January 6th stuff and efforts to keep him from running again, barring him legally. This texture says, Vince, Vince Trump has done many a misdeed. His pigeons are coming home to roost. Your fanboyism won't make a difference. <laughs> fanboyism from me toward Trump. That's hilarious. This is absolutely hilarious. In response to the texter writing in suggesting I might be a Trump fanboy. Vince is no fanboy. He has TDS. This is so silly. By the way, that's Trump derangement syndrome. It's just funny the way people um, try to pigeonhole people into certain positions that they don't actually have. It's kind of hilarious.
hope I have this name correct. Attributed to Leo DeRocher. Baseball is like church. Many attend, few understand. This could be turned around to apply to your comment about it taking more than church attendance to bring a change of heart to folks. Good analogy. I can't believe the president's doing the weather now. Doesn't he have anything better to do? Besides, he has lousy legs. (laughs) So your meteorologist has to have nice legs. (laughs) That is too much. Way too much. Uh, Let's see what else we have here. Where in the world is the beginning of this text? I cannot see it. Oh, boy. Get a load of this one. Stumbled, lost their way. Yeah, you're right. Just like in the 50s and 60s, religion has again shown itself, not all, but too many, to be a refuge of the racist and white supremacists in the country. Most people, good people, would not let themselves or their families be associated with such this, the decline of religion in the world. Okay. Vince, going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than staying in a garage makes you a car. Unless you're going to let the Spirit of the Lord work in you and change your heart to be like Christ. I often felt like I've experienced the love of Christ more from dogs than from actual Christians. Jeff, (laughs) Steve Crosby (laughs) said something very similar, and he's absolutely right. This is not a condemnation of anybody. But this is the truth. It's the truth. It's about love. It's about redemptive care. I came across this quote. In fact, I keep seeing this on social media. And you get the idea. It was basically saying something to the effect, the shoemaker doesn't present a great testimony of Christ by preaching. The best testimony is by making good shoes. I love that. This is where we screw up so many times. Is this profession, it gets disconnected from possession and our ethic in the way we engage people. So, that's the only thing I'm saying. It's not a condemnation of anybody, just a challenge and encouragement for us to just be conscious of what we are projecting to the world around us. That's all. Very, very simple. I'm trying to think of what I have time for in the remaining time that we have left with you. I've warned that there is some weather coming. In fact, Governor Cooper here in North Carolina has issued a state of emergency, activating the state's emergency operations plan for the possibility of icy weather conditions from that Arctic mass that's approaching. This activates the state's emergency operations plan. It waives transportation regulations to help the transport of fuel, critical supplies, helps first responders, and protects consumers from price gouging. We are expecting, for sure, extremely low temperatures. The governor saying many North Carolinians will need propane and other heating fuel to keep their families warm. The propane supplies are strong in the state. There's a limited supply of licensed commercial truck drivers. 
That's being further exacerbated by COVID and flu outbreaks. So the state of emergency will ease some restrictions and allow heating fuel companies to keep up with the demand. Now, we're expecting cold temperatures to come into the state tomorrow and continue through the holiday weekend. It is going to be darn cold. We'll have overnight lows in the teens, afternoon highs struggling to climb above freezing. Even colder temperatures across the mountains. And you throw in wind on top of this. There's also concern about pipes freezing. So there could be some down trees, power outages, wind chill values in the single digits. And even below zero in the mountainous areas. There will be a chance of light wind tree precipitation across southern portions of the state Tuesday night. At this point, no accumulations or impacts expected. And a light wintry mix possible across the mountains. So keep that in mind. There could be some inclement weather in some limited areas, but nonetheless, we have that state of emergency that is in place for right now. So, I would strongly encourage you to bundle up, especially if you're going outside. You definitely need to do that. I would also want to share with you before we go, this is a text that came in earlier. Tell Biden, life alert, the little help me I fallen button says they save a life every 11 minutes. 43,800 lives a year. 40,600 people die by gun violence every year, so we should put First Alert in charge of gun control, and the problem will be solved in 12 months. Oh, interesting. So we have this in the spirit of what you've shared. Babylon B. The Canadian medical system officially rolled out its own life alert, which provides immediate medically-assisted death to geriatric patients who push the button. Dorian Michael says if you fall and can't get up, now you can comfortably die right there. This will save so much hassle with trying to help old people back up to their feet. I don't know if you've ever tried to help an 80-year-old off a bathroom floor, but it's a huge pain. According to sources, the Canadian team got the idea when an old man called for an ambulance and said he was hurting so badly he wished he were dead. That's when we partnered with Life Alert System, so a falling geriatric in maximum pain could finish the job right then and there. Mr. Michael said this, loading cyanide into one of the systems. Old people don't want us to make such a fuss over them when they break their hips. Now they can go straight from undignified fall to dignified death. Isn't that wonderful? At publishing time, investigators revealed Roomba started to agree to start directing their units to trip old people in exchange for kickbacks from Life Alert. So, so bad, isn't it? Babylon B. Stay with us. This is the Vince Coakley Radio Program.